Good evening, everyone. And um, happy Thanksgiving in advance. Okay, so like Pastor Steve said, we've been looking at um, the character of David. And um, today I'll be talking about um, David's heart of worship. Amen. Um, so most of uh, our text will be from um, Psalms because we know that um, David wrote over 50% of the Psalms. And so most, most of our um, readings will come from there. And this is a Bible study. So I'll be reading a lot of scriptures. So um, bear with me. Amen. Okay. So um, since we've already prayed, um, let's just get into, uh, into today's text. So 2 Samuel chapter 6, that is where our main text is going to come from. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 1 to... I'll, I'll be reading a lot, so let me just start. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah, and Ahayu, sorry, I, I can't pronounce some of these names. The sons of Abinadab drove the new cart, and they, they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God, and Ahayu went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments of fair wood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his arrow. And he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Paris Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him to the city of David. But David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. And so it was, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen effort. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpets. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and welling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Sorry. 
So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with and with the sound of the trumpets. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King sleeping and welling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he did then he distributed among all the people. Um, then he distributed among all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father mm -hmm. and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord and I will be even more undignified than this and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maid servants of whom you have spoken by them I will be held in manner. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Amen. This is a very long passage and a very interesting reading. But um, from this, I want us to um glean some um truths or glean some things from um some things that we can learn from David and apply in our own lives. So as I read this passage, one of the things that I saw about David was that David was a passionate worshiper. See how he danced. David was a king. He was well known. He was a king and he did not care. And why was that? Because he was passionate about God. When you are passionate about something, there are people who are passionate about football, people who are passionate about food, people who are passionate about so many things. When you see people who are passionate about football, when they are watching football, nothing can divide their attention. Like they are so into it, they are screaming when, when somebody scores a goal. That is how David was. David was passionate about the things of God. He was passionate about God. He was so happy that the ark of God, which signifies the presence of God, he was so excited that it had come back to Israel that he did not care what anybody said. He did not care who he was. He did not care that he was a king. He did he he did not care that he was dancing in front of maids. He did not care who was who he was dancing in front of. There were lots and lots of people that he danced his heart out. And let's see what he told his wife, Mikael. When Mikael um, saw the way he danced and she she wasn't happy about it. See the response that he, he gave her. He said that I will even be more undignified than this and will be humble in my own side. He, he didn't care. This is what we call undignified worship. So today I'll be using praise and worship interchangeably. So um, yeah, let's not get hung up on like, the meaning of praise or the meaning of worship, I'll, I'll be using both um, interchangeably. 
So he he just worshipped God, you know. He was just passionate about it. And today I want us to learn from that, that if we want to be like David, if we want to be able to worship God in a way that will move God, we need to be passionate about God. We need to we need to love the things of God. We need to have a heart, the kind of heart that David had for God. Amen. When we come to church, let's not be oh I'm um, uh, I'm 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 um I I don't know what word to use, but people are too proper. People are too quaint and proper when they come to church. I'm not saying that you, uh, you have to be undignified for God to know that you are passionate about Him, but I'm just saying that. Just don't don't mind who is around you, right? This is between you and God. When you are passionate about something, you just go all out, all out, and you just do it out of your heart. So let's have that kind of heart when we come into the presence of God, wherever we are, whether it's in church, in our home. Let's learn to be passionate about the things of God. Amen. The other thing that He said it was, sorry, my phone keeps moving and so I keep missing the verses. He said, um, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father. It was before the Lord. Let's remember that when we are worshiping God, it is before the Lord. It's all about God. It doesn't matter who is who is in front of you. It doesn't matter who is sitting beside you. It is all about God. Worship is. So I was I was listening to one preacher and he said that we praise God, we thank God, and we are we are also able to praise men and thank men. But one thing that we we do for God that we can't do for men is worship. We cannot worship men. We can praise them, we can thank them, but we cannot worship them. Why? Because worship is out of God's holiness and nobody is as holy as God. It's only God who is holy. Holiness is God. God is holiness. And so when it comes to worship, it is meant for just one person. And that one person is God. You cannot worship any other person besides God. Amen. Another thing that we learn from um, this passage is um, David's love for God's presence. He loved God's presence, right? And that is why he danced the way he danced. He loved God's presence. When you read 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 2, 2 Samuel chapter 7, this soon. Um, okay, let's read from this one. Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around that the king said to Nathan the prophet, see now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside saints' curtains. Then Nathan said to the king, go, do all that is in your heart. For the Lord is with you. This is something that was in his heart. He wanted the presence of God. He he was thinking about the presence of God, even though he was you know he was okay with where he lived. He was living in a mansion. 
he he loved the presence of God. He thought about the presence of God. As believers, as Christians, we should love the presence of God. We should want to stay in the presence of God. We should want to be in the presence of God. We shouldn't be in a hurry to leave the presence of God. When we are praying, when we are worshiping, when we come together as, as a church, we shouldn't be in a hurry. A lot of people, um, when sometimes when you go to churches, especially big churches, and there are a lot of cars and everything, some people leave right after the word because they want to avoid all the traffic. Some people are, are in a hurry. They want to um, be the first person at um, at the restaurants. When the restaurant opens, they want to be the first person at the restaurant to get some food. Right when worship is still going on, their minds are somewhere else. They are thinking about all the things they have to do, prepare for before Monday comes. Let us learn to love the presence of God and stay in the presence of God, abide in the presence of God, wants to be in the presence of God. That was the heart of David. Amen. Another thing that we learn, this is not necessarily from this passage, but from the Psalms. When you read the Psalms, one of the things that we learn also is that David loved God's word. When you read from Psalm 119 verse 10 to 12, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 10 to 12. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Amen. This is how much he loved God's word. He said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. How much of God's word do we have in our hearts? When we come to, when we come for Sunday service, when we come for Wednesday service, and every day we are being taught of the word, every day we are reading the word, how much of this do we hide in our hearts? Because this, this is going to help you develop the heart of a worshiper. The more you know God, the more you know his word, the more you can worship him. Because worship is something that flows out of our hearts. It's, it's not just words that we speak with our lips or with our mouth, right? It should flow from your hearts. And so the more you hide God's word in your hearts, the more you know who God is. Because that's how we know who God is, right? We learn from his word, we read from, from the word, and then we get to know who God is. Because God does not dwell here on earth with us so the way we know him is from his word and so as you are loving god's word as you are uh, um, pouring into yourself the word of god the more you the more of the word that you keep in you the more you can worship god amen and so as if you want to develop a heart of worship like david we need to love the word of god amen Another thing we can learn from David is that David worshipped God at all times. Psalm 34, verse 1. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said at all times, at all 
times. What does that mean? Whether in good times, whether in bad times, whether he's winning wars, whether he's losing wars, whether he, he, he's gaining a son or a son is dying. He wants to worship God at all times. And we see this in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20, when um, he committed adultery with Bathsheba and the prophets came to tell him that um, God was not happy with what he had done and that God had forgiven him his sins, but um, he, was, he was going to pay for it, right, with his son's life. His son was going to die. Let's see his response. Let's see what he did. 2 Samuel chapter 12. There's twin, there's twin. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. Um, sorry, it looks like I have the wrong. If somebody can help me with where the verse is, but what he did was Bible says that he got up, he anointed himself. And then he went to worship when um, his servants came to tell him. So they were whispering and then he was able to tell that, oh, okay, my son was dead. And then he got up, he, he anointed himself and then he went to worship. Wow, what a heart. I, I don't think I could have done that. When I heard that my dad had passed, I was, I was so sad. Like for days, I didn't, I didn't want to read a word. I didn't want to pray. I just, I wasn't necessarily angry with God, but I was just, I was like, oh God, we prayed so much. Why didn't you just heal my dad? And especially when I heard testimonies about how, you know, other people had gone through the same thing that my dad had gone through and, you know, he, they had come out of it, God had healed them. I was like, oh my God. Oh, okay. So, Second Samuel chapter 12. Yeah, that's what I said. But what did I see? Okay, it looks like I was reading something else. Okay, second Samuel. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 20. So David arose on the ground, washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. That is so beautiful. What a way to respond to God. What a heart, right? And that is the kind of heart that we are supposed to have. A worshiper does not worship God out of um, convenience. You don't worship God because things are going well, right? A worshiper worships God regardless of your circumstances. Why? Because God is unchangeable. God is the same. We don't worship God because of our circumstances. We don't worship God because of what he does for us. We worship God because of who he is. And who he, he is doesn't change. It doesn't change whether the economy is down or up, whether um, you lost somebody or not. God doesn't change. He's unchangeable. And so your worship should not change. Your worship should not cease just because times have changed or just because your, the circumstances in your life has changed. A true worshiper worships God regardless of what they are going through. A true worshiper worships God regardless of what is happening in their life. A true worshiper doesn't stop worshiping God because things are not going right. So let's be like David. In good times, in bad times, at all times, in all seasons, we need to worship God. Amen.
the next thing I want us to, um, we can learn from David is that David was not too busy. He was a king. He was a warrior. He was a priest. He was a lot of things. You, you cannot be more busy than David. David was a very busy man. I know that this, in these times we think we are so busy. You are a mom, you are a wife, you are a pastor. You are, I mean, you are wearing a lot of hats, right? But David was a very busy man. And yet he made time to worship God. We just read from Psalm 34. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's not be too busy to worship God. Let's not make excuses. It doesn't matter. You can, you can always make time to worship God. You can worship God on your way to work in the traffic. You can worship God as you are doing the laundry. You can worship God at any time. Anything that you do can be a form of worship to God. When you do it with gratitude, right? Instead of sulking and Instead of going, oh, I have too much work on my plate. This is just too much. When you thank God for everything, that's a form of worship, actually. It is a form of worship. When you see everything as a blessing from God, it becomes a form of worship. So let's not be too busy. Let's not, let's not um, make excuses. Let's not say that um, I'm a mother, I'm a wife. I'm a whatever. It doesn't matter what what's what you do um, as your day job. You cannot be busier than David. David was a king. David was a priest. David was um, was a warrior. David David was a father. David was a husband, right? And yet he made time to worship God. He made time to write all these psalms. See, he was a very busy man. He was an author too. And yet he made time to worship God. So let's make time to worship God. If you want to have a heart like David's heart, we need to have time to worship God. We shouldn't be too busy to worship God. And one other thing that I want us to learn from David is that worship is rooted in who God is. Worship is rooted in who God is. When you read the Psalms, you can tell that David was in awe of God. He was in awe of God's creation. He, he knew who God was, and he had an appreciation for who God was. When you read the Psalms, you can just, you can just see it, right? He's always talking about his creation. He's talking about um, you know, the works of God's hands. His worship was rooted in who. God was. Let's read um, Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Yes. Okay. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the, and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, 
the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Amen. I can never have like the perfect words to worship God. I usually take my words from the Psalms. Like he just has the perfect lyrics. He just has the perfect words to worship God. I'm like, wow, where, where, where does he get these words from, right? That's the kind of parts that he had. You, you could just tell from the Psalm that he loved the Lord. You could just tell from the Psalm that he was in awe of God. You could just tell from the way, you know, when you read, you can just tell where this man's heart is. No wonder that God described him as a man after his own hearts. Nobody in the Bible was described as a, as, as a man after God's own hearts. And this was God talking about, about David. That is a beautiful testimony to have, right? That God would describe you as this person is a man after my own heart. And I believe that these are some of the things that's David Day. That made God say that this is a man after my own heart. Yes, I mean, when you read the word, it's, it does say why God said that, that he does the will of God, right? And that is why he was a man after God's own heart. But I believe that all of these things were also parts. He was a passionate worshiper. His, 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 his uh, worship was focused on God. It was centered on God. He did not care who, who was around he did not care whether his wife was there. He just danced his heart. He just danced his heart out. But you could tell that a worship was flowing from his heart. And that is how worship is supposed to be, right? It's supposed to flow out of your hearts, out of the abundance of the hearts, right? Let your worship ascend unto God. That is how we are supposed to worship God. Not just with our words, but it should come from our hearts. When something comes from your hearts, everybody knows that's like, that is true, right? That is authentic. And this is the kind of hearts that we want to have. This is the kind of hearts that David had. He worshiped God. Um, he he, I mean, his worship was God-centered. He worshiped God at all times. He was not too busy to worship God. He was a father, he was a king, he was a priest, and yet he made time to worship God. He was in awe of God. He, 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 didn't, he did not become too familiar with the things of God. And I think that is one of the problems that we have in today's Christianity, right? We've gotten too familiar with God. We've gotten too familiar with, with the things that we do in church. We see it as mundane. Oh, we come to church. We praise the Lord. We do the offering. Um, somebody gives the word. It has become so mundane, right? We are just going through the, the process. But let's not let worship be that way. Let's think about it. Let's be present. Whenever we come into the house of God, let's be present. Come with your mind. Come with everything. Forget about everything else. Um, it's, it's usually just an hour, right? 
at the most an hour and a half. So be present when you come into God's house, be fully present, be fully engaged in what we are doing. When we are singing, sing along. When we are praying, pray along, close your eyes. When pastor asks you to stand up, stand up. Be, be, be very present, be present in what you are doing and see it as God is here. The last time I was listening to, um, I was just going to work and then I was listening to um, one of these radio stations. And then he said, um, the one who was leading worship was like, if God were here, what would you tell God? Well, if he was standing right in front of you or sitting right beside you, what would you tell God? And I was, I was thinking about an answer. And then he was like, whatever it is that you are thinking, tell him now. So that's what I'm going to ask us to do. If God were here, if God was right there in your house with you, sitting beside you, what would you tell God? Would you fall prostrate before him? What would you do? Would you just say, thank you, God? Would you just be in awe of him and go like, wow? Would you be speechless? What would you do if God was sitting right in front of you? And that's the kind of push I want us to assume anytime we, 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 we want to worship God, right? See, don't see him as far off. Don't see him as somebody who is somewhere else. He's right here in our hearts. He lives in our hearts. So always see it as God is right there. God is present. And let's cultivate this kind of hearts, the kind of hearts that David had. Let's be passionate about the things of God. Let's love the word of God. Let's not care who is sitting by us. There's this um, praise that um, Nathaniel Bassi does, um, Hallelujah Challenge. And then usually he will go like, today I want you to dance in an undignified manner. And, and now I know where he got that from. He's like, today I want you to dance in an undignified manner. Just praise God. Forget about who is sitting by you. Forget about who is standing by you. And worship God from your heart. Just dance your heart out. When you are excited and you are happy and you are exuberant, you don't care who is standing by you. You don't care who is looking at you, right? Usually that's, that's how we behave. You don't care who is standing by you. So let us have that kind of heart. Let us have that kind of posture before God whenever we come to him to worship. And this evening, I want us to practice the things that I've, I've just talked about and then just worship God. We are going to use the, the last few um, minutes that we have. We're going to go into a time of worship, right? And so I want us to really listen to the lyrics of the song and then um, be a part of it. Don't just, you know, um, listen to the songs, like really sing along and then um, worship God. Let God feel your worship. Today, I want us to touch the heart of God. I want God to, to, to call us men and women by his own hearts. Amen. So we are going to go into a time of worship. I'm going to share my screen.